Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome. It is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, uh, fellas? Meh. Yeah. Still salty. Yeah. <laughs> Still salty. Come on. Come on. It's going to take a while. Yeah, it is, of course. It is, of course. This is group therapy. And it's the big heel. Uh, <laughs> so uh, collectively, we all let it all out, and then we can begin the process of the rest of the off season. Um, yes, though, guys. Yeah, of course, it is season three, episode thirty-nine, one sixty-nine in total. Beginning the off season program, so we're going to be switching the show over to the draft show, which starts next week. And we do have some special guests lined up. One. Very special guest who uh, probably will know more about scouting than the collective of the entire UK. So that will be uh, a lot of fun. Um, But basically, this show, we started and we did it last year. Um, You take over the show. Your questions, your comments about the entire season. We'll rant about it. We'll talk about it. The good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, let things go. But hit me with it, a Paul Stewart. I was going to say, is like, if you're watching VIA from Twitter, be sure to, if you want to leave any comments, jump into our Facebook stream or jump onto our YouTube channel and uh, and le- like subscribe and add your comments through that. Because obviously right now, Twitter is just kind of not allowing comments coming through to the show. So be sure if you want to get your comments in, go through YouTube or go through Facebook. We can read them. They just don't automatically um, reel in for whatever reason. Um, but here's one for you, right, guys? I thought I'd kick things off. While people get uh, involved and give them time to join the show, I'll ask you guys the question. For you guys, who was, for the entire season, your biggest disappointment? doesn't necessarily have to be due to performance. It could be anything. What was just the very thing, the player, that disappointed you the most? It's not a player for me. It's a, it's okay. a, it's a, it's a coach. Yep. And I think, yeah. you, know who I think uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Mr. Keller Moore. Oh, I, think hmm. Lauren's, I think Lauren's frozen now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's smiling. He's smiling now. That's the main thing. That's that's quite a screenshot, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But look, I I think what it is with Callan and his play calling was um, the playbook itself. When you look at the playbook in its entirety, it's not a bad playbook. He's got great plays in there. The problem I have with it, and it's something I mentioned a couple of weeks back, is that it's the sequencing. It's his play calling that when you call a play, it needs to have a purpose. And you don't set a, a defense up and then switch it back. And you think, hmm, you know, and you scratch your head trying to figure that out. Like, why, why are you going away from that? Or why are you doing that? And do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me so much of Jason Garrett, but the reverse of. <laughs> well, I definitely think. Do you see what I mean? Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. The, the, Jason yeah. Gar- the Jason Garrett resemblance, yeah, I can completely get. But when it comes to the. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it just seems like defenses knew what Kellen was doing throughout the whole time. 
like quite a lot of the situation that like the unless that would check and do a different play, that seemed to be mm-hmm. the on, only time really we would get away from things. And as much as people may want to hit on Dak, but Dak still is pretty much a savior in this scenario, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. And and that's despite like we can go all to all different aspects about what happened wrong with our offense from our offensive line being in tatters, especially mm-hmm. in the especially in the interior side from left guard to center. Um the, the left and, most certainly, yeah. Yep, yeah, so there's that. Um there's also the like the now apparent injury to Zeke, which happened from the Carolina game from onwards, which if that's the case, why didn't we play Pollard more, <laughs> give him more snaps and let Zeke rest up? Like Well, Pollard had his issues too, don't forget. Uh, Pollard went through the back end of the season. People were saying, why weren't people giving Colin, um, Tony Pollard more plays? Well, don't forget, Tony Pollard had injuries. He was nursing a foot injury for the best half of the back half of the season. Yeah. And here's one, right, Paul? Remember this. Remember last offseason. Oh, so, oh, sorry. I need to bring this. this I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. Love you, my yeah. man. I love you. Love you, mate. <laughs> love you, my man. <laughs> and do you know what's mental is did you see who the loser of the league was? Flag runner cruise. Didn't he was he not like in the final last year? He was. He was in the fight, but this year he came last. That's he got the dog poo trophy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the dog poo trophy. I love that. <laughs> I love that about sleeper app. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Uh, but here's one for you, right? Going uh, back to Calamore's play calling. If you remember during last year, during the draft show, we talked about Kyle Pitts. And I, I, you you were a bit confused about one of the negatives I put on Kyle Pitts was his um, athletic versatility. And he was just like, how is that a negative? And I was like, well, because if a coach has got so many tools to work with one player, it's quite hard to utilize him in a particular way. Right now, think of the Dallas offense. There's so many weapons there that what if that offense is too versatile? <laughs> what if the uh, offense is too versatile for someone like Kellen Moore, who's new to the offensive play calling job, if you like, that there's too much for him to be able to handle? There's too. There's too many weapons. Like, think of Green Bay. Here we are, Gray. You're here. Think of Green Bay. Who has Green Bay got? Who are their main guys? It's Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Adams That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, yes, Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, in terms of getting the ball out, that's it. And here they are, top of the NFC. Like, regular listeners to the show will know that my dad's a Packers fan. And we, we regularly watch the Packers and the Cowboys on Sunday nights uh, when the schedule aligns. And it's uh, I'll be, it's a great point, Mike, because I'll be perfectly honest, it's frustrating. Mm. It's frustrating. Yeah, they've, got, they've got two weapons, they've got two main weapons, and they've got a handful of guys that just seem to get the job done. They don't have any stars on the offensive line. Yeah. There's no, there, to my knowledge, there are no first round picks on the offensive line. Um, I, oh. I think it's. I think Aaron Rodgers is hugely underrated. To be perfectly honest, I think the offense runs through him. 
wasn't David Bakhtiari first round or was he a second round? I couldn't tell. Bakhtiari, yeah, he might have been a first. I'm, I'm, sure, been I'm, first. I'm sure David Bakhtiari is yeah. the first round. Right. I'll, look, I'll look it up, guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like du- double team Devontae Adams. You're gonna du- you're gonna double Adams. Doesn't make any difference. Mm. <laughs> yeah. really... look, look at the Patriots. Look at Patriots with Both Brady. Ones. Yeah. What? Ah, oh, there we go. Brady. Who did he really have? It was Gronk. Yep. You couldn't say. Oh, you say. Oh, yeah, Julian Edelman. But Edelman sense. didn't really score. He didn't really score many touchdowns during the regular season. He was great in the postseason. But if you think about it, that's really and like offenses that that it, it's kiss. Keep it simple. The simpler you can keep it, I think. Obviously, you have more elements like the cowboy have, like the cowboys have. Two good running backs, Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin. That's your twelve-man formation sorted. Three great wide receivers. One includes Cedric Wilson. He's got obviously part of his game. He's got wards to his game that he needs, but throw him into the mix. I just think, is there too much versatility in our offense for somebody like Kellen to be able to put it all together? There's just too much. Here, here's you just made a kind of interesting point now. Um, oh, fuck. Now my fucking my mind just went to shit there. Sorry. Right. Uh, I was talking about Gronk, talking about versatility. Right. Wide receivers. It was the bit after that. Oh, um, fuck. fuck. Oh, my God. My, I'm so yes! The train is gone. The train is gone. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is how frustrated I am about this. No, I remember now. I remember now. Like, it was, you got it, it. You got it. It's back again. Right. It's back again. Right. It's all to do with Kellen Moore, right? And it's it seems to me that Oh no, never mind. Never mind. Just forget what I just fucking no, go, said. Well, go for it, baby. Go for it. Uh, I can't remember. My, my he's mushed. Well, my, he- well, uh, well, well, Paul tries well, to get it back. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I find it. Mm-hmm. I find oh, well, it oh, there's amazing. the answer there. Stop drinking, Paul. I, 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 admit, <laughs> I admit it. I admit it, Lloyd. I admit it. I find it quite strange that. Um, I think that's what does you know, following the Cowboys does to you. It makes you drink. Hmm. We're, di- I, we're dissecting, we're dissecting Kellen Moore, but how many interviews has be- he been on in the past week? Mm, you know, like true. teams teams want to interview him for the head coaching job, whereas we're criticising him as a coordinator. You know, you give. I wonder if you gave if you gave half the coordinators in this league his talent, his range of his range of talent. So you've got at least two number one receivers. You've got a very, very good third, if not second. You've got a stud running back, a replacement, three first-round talents across that offensive line, and Dak Prescott. I wonder how the better half of coordinators in this league would have done. Yep. I'm just trying to remember, how many, yeah. first round, how many first-rounders do we actually have in our offense? We've got Zeke, we've got Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Martin CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Is that five we've got? Six. Yep. Six, I think it is. Who's the six? Zach and Tyron. Zeke. Amari. CD. And I'm I'm counting. And obviously, Amari, although he he wasn't a first-round pick for us, we gave up a first-round. 
Well, you could say him in the first. You could say Lyle, but but he wasn't really a first round. Yeah, technically, technically, yeah. yeah, that nasty jumping out of the window incident with um, uh, well, what was his name? Never mind, we won't go there. But here we are. Here's here's a good question that we can lead on to because it is the fan rant, and it's about everyone's questions. Let's bring up this one. So we've got two good running backs, yet we couldn't run well. Where's the problem? And we spoke about this in our group chat. Offensive yeah. line. Offensive <laughs> line. Without a single doubt, offensive line. Your interior Tor- offensive line. It's one part- one man in particular, Connor Williams. That's your problem well, right there. Uh, I, I mean, would say that Biadish hasn't covered himself in glory either. Yeah, that, that's true. But, I, I mean, I would say that... Um, we was talking about this, you know, during the week. I find it weird the way they put that offensive line together. That you've got, it's almost like they haven't decided what they want their offensive line to be. Is it a, a, a zone blocking scheme or are they going for gap power? Pick one and go for it. And it just seems to be that Kellen hasn't decided which way he wants to go. I find it a lot. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, you're alone. Oh, you're no, go on. I mean, the, there's, a, there's a multitude of problems with the offensive line. Number one, I don't think they've had the same aggression. Uh, and I said this a couple of weeks ago. Since Connor, uh, sorry, Mark Colombo left yes. yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago, yeah. we Agreed. haven't had the same aggression. Um, you know, the, the years that we've gone to the playoffs, the offensive line tends to be good. And then the reason why we haven't gone to the playoffs the next year, the offensive line has gone down somewhat or they've changed the coaches. I mean, bringing in the Paul Alexander guy that Cincinnati Bengals had, that obviously didn't last very long. And, um, you know, we had issues with that. Everybody, Everybody's raving about Joe Philbin, you know, being able to get Terran uh, Steele up to speed last year. The job that he did with that. I, 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 don't, don't, know, I, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, Lord. I don't know about that. But I. I would take more credit to his off-season coach, whether he went to yeah, Duke Manyweather. Yeah, like like because you know there's there's off-season programs. There is the OLP training facility mm-hmm. which was designed for offensive linemen. Um, I can't, can't remember the offensive linemen, but he played for the Saints years and yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he you now de- dedicates a whole training facility. The same goes for like you just said, uh, the, the, the gentleman that you just mentioned there. Like, uh, it was a Duke. What was his name? Sorry. Oh, soon be, soon be back out, man. No, oh. no, I like that. Go on. No, get, I, get I, hate it, it. I hate <laughs> it. No, no uh, what was his name again? Sorry, Lloyd. <clears throat> oh, is he frozen up again? Yeah, he has. Lone. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Uh, well, the anyway, is struggling tonight. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, no, no, no. He's back. He's back. Oh, oh, he's back. Oh, he's oh, moving. I'm right. His life. Again, uh, just like our offense. Duke Manyweather. Is that oh. his name is? Oh. Duke, Duke Manyweather, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, well, well he's, he's strong. I, I would say he deserves all the credit for Tan Steel. Like, because yeah. only the O-line coach can actually help you in terms of uh, in terms of passing ste- uh, like, like your assignment scheme in terms of what the playbook is pretty much and correct your mistakes essentially but in terms of your, your strength and conditioning your technique that's all from the actual strength and conditioning coaches to etc etc they all deserve more credit for what Terrence Steele is definitely in tre- uh, produced this year like, he is a, like 
from our expectations to turn steel, we would never wanted him to be in the starting lineup. Let's be honest, we never did. But when he did come in, he did a hell of a great job. Mm, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I, and you know, it's a weird one with the offensive line because they started off quite well. And do you know where it went wrong? I think. Connor Williams. The wrong, the, <laughs> no, no it, it, it was obviously they were they were parts before that that were bad. But the Broncos game, it seems to break them. That was the game where, it, because what was funny is the week before, we played uh, Minnesota, if you remember, and they, yeah. they we didn't have Dak. And I was just like, wow, this team just did it without Dak. So here we go. There's fire brewing in this. And then we go out to Denver and that happens. And it seemed to be from then onwards is where the offense seemed to fall apart. And I think Callan just couldn't, when you look at it, the way his play calling was so disjointed throughout a game, there were a lot of odd calls. Like everything needs to have a purpose. Like you play, you, you call the play, it needs a purpose. So it, it, it's weird that as soon as we went and played Denver, it seemed to be that everything f- fell apart, even in the run game. Yeah. I mean, I mean <clears throat> we've, we've, heard in the, we've heard in the past week that Zeke was dealing with it was a pcl pc a pcl yeah yeah he was dealing yeah. with yeah, yeah i mean yeah. you could almost suggest that something happened injury wise after the denver game could be you know like psychologically I, I, yeah i fully expected you know if see if connor williams had come out and said yeah i was dealing with a, a chipped bone in my leg or and mm. my, my knee or something was torn in my knee or this that or the other you could have go well Okay, maybe that's why you've played so badly, but none's come out yet. It's just that's, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing, Graham. It's like if they said it so early on, then we wouldn't be so harsh on them. But because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. because because they've now announced that after the season's now over, you're like, well, why didn't you tell us bloody sooner? It's like now we're so yeah. we're getting, like we're, we're we're criticizing why Zeke hasn't produced like oh, he, ha- he has produced to a certain extent, like. And and I can and I know Valenti's here chatting away, and he want like and I saw one of the comments says he wants to trade Zeke, and I'm sorry, mate, I have to disagree with you on that one. You can't like, anyway. He can't. We can't. He's untradeable. He's untradeable at this stage. Like, like no one will take this contract, regardless. And, and if there's one person you want to moan at about that, then it's Jerry Jones, Valenti. But what I will say is. <laughs> And it kind of goes back to my, my, my main point when, I've, when we kind of first started. It's like, if Zeke was so, if, if he was injured dealing or not, and if they just be more transparent with the with the public, with the fans, yeah. what is yeah. going on, we would probably get a better understanding and not have this pure um, pr- boiler pressure on our on our expectations so high. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Because it yeah. seems to be if Zeke's still in the game, it, it, it still increases our expectations. Saying, "Oh, we want to see it to get 100 yards." Yeah, but he's got pretty much got one leg. Pretty much. I mean, come on, you know. So, that's what annoys Here's me. one for you. Here's one for you. Andrew says, "When did Zeke uh, play well this season?" A good example of how they were using Zeke and um, when he played well. I know this is going to sound a bit weird to say the last game in the last game he literally yeah. saved Dak from hitting the dirt he took he blocked two players 
in one play. Seat was our seat was our saving that that's saving Dak an injury. Seat was pretty much our best offensive lineman in that game, but he wasn't playing offensive line. Like, but that's the whole part of being a running back as well. It's like it's not so much just rushing the ball, it's also giving Mm. that extra bit of extra coverage of cover for your quarterback to make plays. Yeah, I'd I'd love to be I'd love to be a fly in the wall in the in the offensive meeting room because Zeke must go off on one on a regular occurrence this season. Like ha- him having to do so much blitz pickup, it's unbelievable. He should Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't pay somebody fifteen, sixteen million dollars to pick up blitzes. Yeah. You pay exactly. him to go and, to go I, and get a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. And, and doing and, somebody and, else's yeah, job. Yeah and just to follow up on Valenti Senior, his job is to run uh, I'll bring up the comment. Yes, I agree. Yes and yes, yes and no. And yes and no. Like mm. his main, pro- yeah, he's to run the ball. But put it this the, way: what yeah, the reason no, no, Tony no, no, Pollard? No, no, yeah, no, no, go, no, go on. No, sorry. But, but, but if the play, if the play call is to be passed, is for him to be a pass detector, that's not on Zeke. That's on Kellen Moore. Mm. You know. But also, like what what, what I was going to say to my point is, people are saying, "Oh, give the job to Tony Pollard." The, the what we're arguing about here is with Zeke's pass protection. The very reason Tony Pollard is not a starting running back is he cannot block, he cannot pass protect. That's why Tony gets so few snaps. And if he came along this off season and could start blocking, then you'll see a role reversal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, I mean, that, we all that's, know what what they, that's what they need to do. They need to sit yeah. down with him this year and say, right, work on your pass protection skills so that we you can become that complete back and then we can start focusing more on using you as well because teams know that when Pollard's in and Zeke's out standing it's it's, one dimensional yeah but I think I think the problem as well I think the problem as well is Kellen Moore came from Boise State Boise State traditionally are a passing first offense they are they are very much so he's he's not used to run. He's not used to having a mm-hmm. run rush offense, and I think yeah. that's you know that's been reiterated. I mean, you go but you go back into when Kellen Moore was playing in the NFL. He was at Green, but he was at uh, Detroit with Linehan. Linehan was typically a pass first offense mm-hmm. there. He then came. Uh, it was brought across the Dallas here under Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett forced Linehan to be more running the ball. Um, but even so, we never really truly delineated away from the the, the pass under Linehan, um, and then Kellen Moore got his hands on it, and slowly and surely we've gone away from the run. And yeah, but, and this year I think I don't know how many you know, Kellen can actually say, oh yeah, we did call run plays like he said in the Tampa game where we called twenty six run plays or something, and Dak had just checked out of them because of what he'd seen at the line. There's maybe, there's maybe you need to have something where you can actually override that on those calls, um, mm. so that you know because we need to establish the run to set up everything else. Yeah, and that's the thing. The way this offense, the way when you look at how it's built, is actually built for the run to set up the pass. Where Kellen is trying to do it the other way, but you you kind of um, lost connection with us when we were talking. I was saying it's quite ironic that Kellen Moore's play. The style of his play calling is almost like a, a reverse of what Jason Garrett was doing. 
that Jason Garrett only yeah. really ever did four things on offense. Callum Moore, exactly the same. Because remember, like, with the Jason Garrett era, when he used to play a pass, and think about this this season. Think about where, with Jason Garrett, the, the screen passes, the bubble screens, the jet sweeps. Where have they gone? Did you see one this year? Well, you you saw them, but in video maybe a couple of with CD Lamb coming across, yeah. Or you saw Dalton Schultz getting blown up on it or whiffing on his block, and you know the only time we ever, yeah, yeah. The only ever time we ever seemed to do it would be a trick play, and then Cedric Wilson be throwing the ball. But here, here's what we have seen: jet sweeps to CD at one point, and I think Brian Mm. just think Brian. I was exaggerating slightly. They were they were a couple. But but what I was trying to say is, it's like when you're trying to mention about the whole polar opposite between Moore and Garrett, just for people's perspective, think of it this way: Jason Garrett was run, run, pass. If it was fub, fub down, just to try and make that extra bit. Whereas Keller Moore, it's pass, pass, run. If you know what I mean. Yeah, like, no, it so, is. So, it, it's so it, the polar opposite of each other. Yeah, and and that's why we're seeing lesser production from our running backs, regardless. But yet we still like you could probably debunk it because it's seventeen games a season. But still, mm-hmm. he's, because even with lesser carries, we still managed to get thirteen touchdowns and a thousand yards from Zeke, and not to mention the stats from Tony Pollard this year. So yeah. if anything. All things considered, with a, dim- a diminished run game, we've actually still still been okay. Like when you put it in perspective, it may not look pretty. Mm-hmm. Like like when you're watching it live on the game. Yeah, but... and I, I just want to use Brian's comment here and get your guys's opinion here about Linehan. Linehan, that he's no longer in the league, never adapted. Do you think if we keep Callum Moore? He's got to look internally within and adapt his game because he's learning. You know, he's an apprentice here at this point and he's learning on the job. So do you think he needs to adapt? And if he does, what does he need to do? We're going to have to do something. <laughs> something is a good start. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I can really think of is something like because we, we can go the rate that we're going right now. Whatever Kalen did, like, like, and this is what annoys me the most about Kellen, right? There, there was some games that it it just worked for us. It really mm-hmm. like, 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 and this is no slight go at any of our teams and stuff. Well, well, because like, it's the Eagles, but still, and there's the Falcons. Like, we our playbook worked against them because how their defense worked, and they've obviously didn't do their homework on us. But when it came to a more higher quality side. Like especially Arizona. Arizona knew exactly what Kellen Moore was doing every single play. And you could probably blame Kellen for not doing too much research on their defense or whatever or not. But the matter of fact is, it's like they had our number pretty much throughout that whole game. So I, I, Denver I, I, is really, for me, where it started to go wrong. Yeah, like what, they, yeah. They, And I don't know if maybe perhaps it's a psychological thing, because I can't speak about that because you're not in the locker rooms and, and in those conversations, so you don't know. But I just wonder if perhaps Denver psychologically made something snap in them that, oh, these four things that we keep trying off on offense aren't always working anymore. What do we do? And it's like as if Callum Moore in his playbook, he's run out of ammo, and the guys yeah. out on the field are just going... So what are we doing? 
Actually, so here was the one of the things I, I kept talking about is Kellen Moore actually holding back on some of the plays, saving it for the playoffs. Well, that's, yeah. completely, that's completely debunked my theory. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, 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 generally, I generally had it in my freaking mind that Kellen Moore had, like, actually, you know, what was the coach for you, the water boy? He had those wee special wee playbooks who were right off right on the door. Yeah, like, his little green book. His wee green book. I literally thought that was literally was going to have freaking happen, but no, it's like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. It's like, ugh, I don't know. I... No, I'm I'm with you. I, I know where you're going. Yeah, I know where you're going. Um, kind of like what Georgia did to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> you know that they 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 stink up one game so that they can they can win the bigger one. <laughs> uh, but guys at home, just so you know, send in your comments. Give uh, give us your rants. It is the group therapy. It's a group therapy show ready. So yeah. next week we can begin uh, the draft series. So uh, just so you know, I'm up to 400 players. So I'm hoping to double that by next week. <laughs> I will send you a copy of mine, Paul. I was meant to send you last year's one. I never did. Yeah. I think, um, I think, Graham, I think Graham got that reference still. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. I mean, what do, what do you guys make of this being Moore's first winning season as coordinator? See, that's a weird thing. It's like, even though we had a winning record, it just doesn't feel like it's been a winning record. And I tell you like why. Yeah. I it's tell you why. It's because of how stacked the roster is. That this this roster was so talented. Um, like, I, you, you could say it was more talented than the 2016 roster that made a deep run in the playoffs. And when you look at what's coming ahead, like, so next year or next season and the seasons after, there are a lot of question marks because there's a lot of free agents going out the door. There's players where you wonder how they're going to develop, like Chauncey Goldston um, is a good example. Like, how how are they going to progress? Mm-hmm. But- yep. Like it's a tough one on Kellen Moore. I mean, see if you were to say to me that Moore takes a head coaching job tomorrow, I'll be honest. I don't know how I would feel about it. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't be up or down. Yeah, I'll be be perfectly honest. Mm. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, If anything, if 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 Moore was to go to a head coaching role, at least we were to try and find an offensive coordinator that might actually complement Dak to his strengths and. Like, it just feels though we weren't playing to our strengths to a fair, to a certain extent. Like we mm. tried to do it, but at the same time, there was a lot of disconnection within the players. I felt. I don't know. It, it was just more the flow. And years when they, they they when you look at the passes Dak has to make in the Kellen Moore playbook, if you like, none of those are easy passes he's been asked to make. Like, look at the Aaron yep. Rodgers again. We'll go back to that, to Devontae Adams. What's the idea of their play? Just The idea of the play is um, give Adams the ball. So Aaron Rodgers takes the ball and he goes, where's Adam? There he is, I'll throw it to him. Doesn't matter if he's short, middle or deep, but they'll do that consistently. And it just seems to be that there are times when they'll go, right, let's just give Aaron Rodgers an easy pass. And get the just get the game flowing, get the ball moving, and it doesn't seem to be in this offense. There's that 
easy option for Dak. It's not like, I oh, will give Dak this easy pass. It always seems to be tight window throws or in hard gaps, or he's got to make particular arm angles to make the ball get there. And it just seems really weird. He's just like, give him an easy pass. Give the, you know, we'll see it on, yeah. on there that he will get a play to an easy pass, but he's gone through his reads. He's gone through his progressions to get to that point. That wasn't his hot read. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you guys. Like we keep talking about how talented the team we do have. Right. And it was like, personally, I still, like, I, I still believe in that. I do believe in him. Right. Yeah. Like, and, but here's the thing. Do you think with all the time that they've got the experts, and this is more to do on us as fans, more than anything, do we put too much pressure on ourselves of expectations? I think we do. Um, as a, but that's that's called being a fan. That's uh, uh, true, though. Yeah, you're true. You're right. But it seems to be like if we're doing well, everyone's up and I rate. But when we do really, really bad, it's like our quarterback's trash. Blah blah blah. Like I remember, like everyone would slate Tony Romo. I, like. I don't know. I was trying to ask Lauren that qu- ask the question. <laughs> I, I, I was I was going to say Lauren would probably remember more Troy Aitman getting absolutely bashed left, right, and center by media during, especially during the '89 season and stuff like that during his rookie year. Like it's like he's not the quarterback that we ever wanted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, I, I don't know, Lloyd. Like here. Forty-five million now will probably be absolute pennies, and well, not pay, uh, pay, like cents or whatever in the next couple of years. You know what I mean? The way how everything's going up in price, like mm-hmm. that. Like remember when everyone pure took absolute when ape shit. Sorry, excuse my French here. When, okay. Tony, when Tony Romo signed the sixty million dollar contract. Remember when everyone lost their mind over that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I had no problem yeah. with it. But, but, but because. <laughs> There are three quarterbacks in recent history where I thought absolutely no chance does he deserve to be the highest paid player in league history. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Right? Um, the guy we played on Sunday. Yeah. Not, absolutely no chance. And Derek Carr. Yep. Mm. In recent history, the three of them have been the highest paid quarterback in the league, the highest paid player in the league. Were they the best player in the league? Not a chance, not even anywhere near it. But it was just their time and their opportunity. I mean, think um oh, what was his name? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco Joe won the Super Bowl, yeah. became the highest paid, and did nothing since. It's not even it's on a roster. Simple as that. It's as simple as that. Is he not in the mm-hmm. Jets? Uh he it, might be as a backup, but no, he was when he the Jets, but a backup. Uh but th- this is this is my point though. He won the Super Bowl in a contract year. So do you really get rid of the guy that's just won the Super Bowl? Of course you don't. So they paid him, and he did he did nothing after that. He he did absolutely nothing. Why? Because he was gobbling up all of their salary cap, and they had to let people go. They had to let folk walk to pay him. I wasn't the who was his name? Steve Smith wasn't one of them, wasn't he? Went to Carolina. Yeah. Well, went back to Carolina. Did they not? For one season, like it was, a, from, it was not from a... the from the Ravens, yeah, yeah. But um, a quarterback can't win the league on his own. No, he'll no. make your roster better. Like, like we was talking now about 
you know, um, the next couple of years, how I see it, depending on how players develop, because that's always the, the question mark that we don't know. But looking at the roster as it is, I think the only thing that stops us going eight and eight or worse is Dak. He's going to keep you afloat. And Dak has never had any a season worse than eight and eight in his career. Yeah. No and when you think to... of some of those rosters that we've had, especially on defense. Yeah, when you do really think about it, the yeah. four and the, the four and twelves that we had under Romo, the what mm-hmm. was the four 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 and twelve under what's his name? Matt Castle. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a disaster. That was a Jeez. fun season. Yeah, that, that that was not a fun time being a Cowboys fan. When you <laughs> when you're starting quarterback was Brandon like you had Brandon Beden and you had yeah. Matt Castle. That 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 just said it all that year. What was that? Year? <laughs> that was twenty fifteen. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. yeah. You, you had Joseph Randall as well, because you got rid of um, yeah. Demarcus what uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, Demarco Murray. Murray. Demarco Murray, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he went to the Eagles. Look what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what happens. I've got his jersey that's, and that, and that's what happens when you don't have a good O line. When the Eagles O line back over there weren't so good, he did absolutely jack shit. Sorry, French. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was also <laughs> Chip Kelly as well with his. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh man! Remember that one, old Chick Jelly. Wow. Chip Kelly, bring him, bring him back to Philadelphia, man. He was hilarious. I bet right now he is pantsing it over in UCLA now. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, crap. I saw. <clears throat> just go back to to Kellen Moore for for a minute. Did anybody yeah. see the the graphic that came up? Uh, I think Adam Schefter retweeted it. Um, you really can't tell from your coordinators whether they're going to make good head coaches or not. And the perfect example is the 2013 Washington team. Um, I'll just read out the, the list. For anybody that doesn't know, I'll just read out the list lately. You might have heard of some of these guys. Um, offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan. Quarterbacks coach Matt LaFleur. Tight ends coach Sean McVay. Anybody heard of them? (laughs) But it just goes to show you don't know until until you know. You know until you know. So you could you could Moore could take a job at the end of the week and go on and win three Super Bowls. He could take Mm. a job at the end of the week, have a have a Dan Quinn season and get sacked. Who knows? And let's not forget Dan Quinn got sacked a year and two weeks ago. Today, yeah, that's true. He was, oh, no, no, it, 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 it was middle of the season. He didn't even get call it 14 months, sacked 14 yeah. months ago, and people are lining yeah. up like skittles to talk to him again. It's it's a it's a merry go round, yeah, that's all it is, yeah. And and to Lloyd's point here, I mean, there were plenty of plays where. Lamb was open. Um, you know, I'm not saying Dak had a great game. And, uh, you know, he is, um, you know, we can absolve him of blame. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, but, the, you know, at the same time, you've got to think, well, why wasn't he making those throws? And he wasn't making the throws purely because he's not got a chance to have a... Because you don't know who that hot read is on that play. If it's not Lamb and he's not getting a chance to get through his progressions, then he's never going to get to see him. Um mm. So what, what it's, I would, it's a what I would say about that is that that you know there does seem to be a sort of 
um, you know, with our passing game, it's mm-hmm. it never is the sort of dink and dunk to set everything else up. It is always a sort of try and get the big splash play a uh, 25 yards down the field, 30 yards down the field. Uh, I mean, how many, you know, great. The, the Amari Cooper touchdown that we had on Sunday there was great. But, you know, you look at the the throw to Cedric Wilson that, um, you know, he ultimately dropped on that second uh, penultimate drive there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's all sort of, trying to get this long ball going. I mean, we're almost sort of going back to the 1970s Raiders, Mad Bomber style um, offense where, you know, we probably should have taken the 49ers were given by playing cover three, cover four, they were basically playing eight, eight, 12 yards off. And, Mm. you know, we should have been playing, we should have been playing that and running, Mm. you know, the 49ers were almost saying, well, you won't be able to, you won't be able to go 15 plays down the field to to, to score against us. But th- these long passes require our offensive line to hold up for a long time. And that's where we're, we're then committing the penalties because you're asking Connor Williams, you're, and just about everybody was guilty of it again on Sunday there. You know, Tyron got a, Tyron got a call, Lyell got a call. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're asking them to hold up for four or five seconds longer than it would be if it was just a... a, a... Oh, he's gone again. But to to Lauren's point, I think what he's basically saying is for a pass over 20 yards, your quarterback needs at least five seconds to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. It simply does not happen. Yeah, just to to bring up Christopher's point here, like, and he's absolutely spot on, how many times did that... 49ers defense that especially the front front seven just try to come after that get them outside the pocket well do you want to know a fact do you know how many times they blitzed against our o line you'd be shocked once once on that they blitzed once Mm. because they didn't have how great no they just did not respect our o line they they just weren't threatened by it so they just went it's not just our four will beat your six it's not just the 14 hours. Go down the no, list. no, no, no. Vikings, and the re- Bucks. The real, yeah. <laughs> the real, sc- the real scary one was that they gave we gave up four sacks after Bosa got knocked out. Oh, shocking. yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed to get worse shocking. once Bosa was out. <laughs> yeah, and like as well as that, there was also um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, they were he, he got five sacks, and there were four big game changing plays that got called back because of penalties. Yep. Four of them. And th- th- those, when they get called back, they they that changes your game. Uh, no, Joe, sorry, he's been in the league for five years, but yes, in a way, we do have to give him some fault. Yes. Yeah, I like agree. I say, he's not absolved of blame. Yeah, like, but he's, he's been in the league for five years, my friend. Sorry. So I had to. Sorry, I'm being a correct, correction monger here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, you and, know, uh, like, and, and, like we had a comment here that. Um, sorry, on, on your mate. He did use his legs. He did. He was running, he he was running for run, his run, life run, for run, most run part of, of the ah, game. Exactly, run away, trying to run for away for his life. Aye. Does yeah, anyone he, remember what happened when Dak used his legs in New York last year? Yeah. I've, anyone I remember think, that I one? I think that's. 
I think that's the thing, though. I mean, if you look at uh, Alex Smith when he came back last year after the... Uh, no, the nobody Heren- played well. Heren- yeah. No, no, no it one takes, It take, nah. takes you a year to get back to get back and have a healthy season to to actually get your instincts back. I reckon we probably will see Dak run the ball more next year um, now that he's got, the com- he's got the comfort level. Yeah, run play options like quarterback runs. RPO. Yeah. RPO, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen a lot of get rid of Dak, get rid of Zeke, yeah. get rid but of, get rid of. And you literally, yeah. you literally cannot do that because if you cut somebody, you have to pay their entire guaranteed salary in mm. that season. So and you literally a, can't do it with everybody. And, mm-hmm. Yep. And there's the there's the cap hit as well for doing that as well. Yeah, um, the, like, the dead like, money. Yeah, all the dead money. We, we we can't do it. Like as much as you, as much people might hate that, might hate might hate seek. They're here to stay, like it or lump it. We're just going to have to deal with it. And, that's and when I, you when you stop and you think about it, there there there's teams there's teams with a lot worse quarterback and running backs in this league. So, when and like you know, if you go back and you look, and we men- I mentioned this before, look at the NFC in terms of running backs. Zeke was second. Only Dalvin Cook had more yards and touchdowns. Yeah. So look at it that way, and but- you know you can say like, oh, we're never winning a, a Super Bowl with Dak. Okay. Um, go tell Nick Foles that. Go tell Jimmy G who we just played when Trent he was Delfer? in a Super Bowl. Try to tell Trent Delfer that same question. There's another one. You know, you just mentioned Flacco. Go tell him that, that you can't, you know, you're not going to get to a Super it, it, It's not just about one guy. It's roster construction. I'm just, I'm just on the, the quick sum, uh, does anybody want to hazard a guess how, how much over the cap we would be if we cut Dak and Zeke? Oh, God. I, it would be I, astronomical. I, I think it'll be roughly about the forty to fifty million mark. It's going to be more than that, Lauren. Oh, it'll be it'll be about sixty-five, I think. Mike, I think it's going to be more closer to ninety. If we were to cut Dak and Zeke tomorrow, it would be sixty-eight point eight million dollars. Mm, okay, I was way over off. over the cap, and that's before we've signed any safeties. Here we go. We're, we're getting draft already. Or, or Randy Gregory. So, in the draft, here's two things, right? Um, by the way, just so you know, we are doing a draft show again this year. Uh, it's not 24 hours, though. Thank but God. We will... <laughs> it's not a 24-hour draft show. It, but we are covering all three days as the draft happens. Yeah. Uh, the advert... Uh, as we did uh, last year, we got a, ve- a fresh one coming through, so that's going to be fun. But I say, right, here's one. I think we're all in agreement. First round inside offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. It has to be like, like we're talking about. Like, I know Valentin <laughs> made the comment saying we should be going for a center, but mm-hmm. I think like, is it Linderbaum? Is it, yeah, is that the, like, like yeah, I think yeah, he, yeah. he'll be gone way too soon. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no chance we'll get him. So. If there's a if there's a worthy inside like offensive lineman on the guard position, yeah, take him if he's worth it. Worth if if we think he's worth within pick twenty four, yeah, go ahead and pick him. But if he's not, and we think we can get more better for value, what we've done in the past for like say 
getting like the Jabril Cox and stuff like that, then yeah. so be like go back, go back to the second round, get me a picks, try and get generate get get more offensive men for your buck. You know what I mean? Here we go. Uh here's one for you, and I disagree. I think the offensive linemen and the tackles, the talent gap in the first round of what's there is not is is pretty good. But yeah. the talent gap after that, the shelf, it drops off quick. Like, you know, you got your likes of uh, Aggies, Kenyon Green. Um, perfect example of a guy that you can get there. Um, but here's one for you. Let's just, just use from your a and <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, he's, he will go in the first round, mind. Well, is, is that not Dane, Bru- Dane, Dane Brugler Dane... has said we should draft him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I... I will take anything that Dean Budler says because that guy is an absolute guru. He did his first mock and the Cowboys took Kenny Green. Um, oh, you've got a big counter-argument here from Chris. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it does have to be... Um, it does have to be, I think, a first-round inside offensive line. I know that goes against the grain, but this year, the inside guys, is, there's a deep class in there and they're talented as well but here's one for you would you guys be opposed sorry mike i think what what we should mention that like within reason yeah like so long as we're not stretching for somebody for instance like basically i think we all agree but i think we're all basically not we're all taking it as implied that we're not going to take somebody we're not going to take a second round talent in the first day just because he's interior basically is what we're saying like, yeah. Yeah, hope, yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully they don't yeah. stretch, but I think that's taken as red. But then they stretched Travis Frederick and they stretched for Zach Martin. That's they were both. Point. They that's both a, shocked us. That's a fair point because what what was the grade that Travis Frederick was given? He was given like a third, third, third round. round Make me up. Make me up. Who was uh, sacked by the Raiders? Yeah, week. I was going to say um, yeah. that, tra- that, that draft guru guy. <laughs> he had a third round grade then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Says the guy, says we're going to draft Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> that is true. But here's one for you, right, guys, because we were talking about it and trying to get... Uh, so we'll work on the offensive line in this draft, but would you guys be opposed to drafting, maybe not completely early, so maybe we're talking third, fourth round, a running back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, it, it was discussed on the pods uh, yesterday, I think it was, that, you know, we should be tur- turning over the running backs. You're, you're talking that mm-hmm. next year, Paul, Pollard's in his contract year next year. Which is why I was saying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't we don't have a big back other than Shiwu Alonalua. <clears throat> and hopefully you don't know how he's going to come back from a neck injury. Yeah, and um, running back position. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all know the, how the, they go with neck injuries and running backs. But sorry, long carry on. Yeah, no, the the rest of the guys that we've had feature this year, Ito Smith, Jaquan Hardy, they're all small guys. We need that. You, you need another big back so that if anything does happen to Zeke, you've got somebody who can pound the rock between the tackles mm-hmm. um, and still allow Pollard to. To do the uh, do the nice um, slashing moves to the outside, um, you know you still need you still need this sort of thunder and lightning, and then you you know even just use him as a fullback as well. If you're not if you're not going to have Connor McGovern, um, you know who knows Connor McGovern may 
step up with another year's training. He may actually step into the offensive line and be functional this year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I know. I know. I'm not on comments tonight, but I need to bring this one up from Brian. He knows I would bite on this comment. Brian, <laughs> you're wetting my whistle with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I say something else, there, Brian. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does it does it rhyme with silly? <laughs> he knows I like the the big bodied, <laughs> big uglies. Yeah, and I, I, and and that's the thing. I think that's something that we are definitely missing. And that one side of the ball, like in the center and the left guard position, is that big, nasty, like just general aggression. Yeah, yeah. Like yep. we've got, like we've got Sat Martin, all pro, been to the Pro Bowl drop, like since he's like, nearly every year. But he has been to the Pro Bowl every year since he's mm. been drafted. Like, there's a reason why these are is because he's consistent, he's aggressive, and he's the only one that really pretty much gives a crap. Yeah, right. But when you've got it in the other side of the ball, if it, it, it just it's like you've got a broken, it's a broken chain that we've got. Like that's how that's how I, I tend to see how our O line is. Like your O line is like a chain. You've got all your links, and they all connect to each other, and it's still, and if you try and snap it, it, you're not gonna break it. But if one of those links are kinked a little bit, you've got a weakness point, and that's what it's like. So it was it was no no um no when you watched it. Yeah, it was no you watch every team when they came in, attack the left. And that even included Tyrone Smith, who's getting long in the tooth. Yeah. Yep. That, that's why that's why the Rams um cling on to Andrew Whitworth. Uh, to mm. to Donald. To Aaron Donald. Yeah, see yeah, if, yeah. see Aaron Donald, if you oh, cannot keep sorry. Aaron Donald from getting through the interior of your offensive line, it's gonna Tear apart your entire offense. I thought you were going right left and right. That's why it's so important because if Sorry. you can't block yeah. that, it's a direct route to to the running back, to the quarterback. It's it's impossible to deal with. That is why it's so in, in, in crucially important. And we're we're talking about guys. Um, we're talking about Biadish and Williams. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine Aaron Donald against that? Mm. <laughs> well, it looked it looked promising. It, it looked promising. In the off-season practice, the scrimmage, yeah. it looks promising. But since then, it's just never been lived up to expectations. Corner Williams has never lived up to expectations. For being but ironically, team. here's a funny thing, is, you know, you were talking about Aaron Donald. It seems to be Aaron Donald's kryptonite was Connor Williams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, which makes thing. no sense. But, but sorry, Greg, but see when you were talking about like the Rams, I thought you were going to go on and talk about like say, Andrew Whitworth for the Rams, like the, the yeah, who made it like thirty-seven yeah. years old or whatever he was. No, he's forty. Is he not forty? Was he forty? Yeah, he's the. Well, old, I, think, yeah. I think he's the oldest ever offensive lineman still playing. Is he not retired league. though? He's retired. No, now, he's still soon. playing. He's still playing. Like, yeah. I, I am certain of it. I'm pretty sure he's still playing now. I could have sworn he he retired. I I thought last year was his last year, but yeah, 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 certain of it. Wait, hold on a minute. I'll tell you right now. Uh, no, he's still active. He's still there. He's still playing. Um, to, but, but but my point is, it's like when a guy's forty and he's still playing to what he is and he's still contributing, he's obviously doing something right, and he's still delivering. There's something that we've got that's not working right. So, like, and I think it really brings out like the type of offensive lineman that we need 
and 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 Andrew Whitworth is a big nasty guy. Let's be honest. Like he mm. is a mauler of an O line, even though he plays tackle. But but if he was like for the guy his size and the way how brutal he is, he could easily be the the, the exact same high caliber playing in mm. the guard position easily, easily. So here's a question for you, but because we're coming up to an hour and we're wrapping up, who is we your? Talk, we, haven't talked, we haven't even talked about the defense yet. <laughs> it's just a rat. It's just a general rant. Talk about anything. But I was going to say, who is your free agent priority that Randy. you're fr- on this team? Randy, 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 Randy. Randy. Yep. Like we need, we need, we need to help with the edge as much as possible. Like, like, like from what Randy has delivered for his first full-on season, first off-season as a cowboy. Was remember he got drafted? Was it in twenty fifteen? He got drafted, or is it twenty? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Right, and he's still technically on his rookie contract because of the yeah, years. Correct. He's yeah, correct. Yeah. Right? And this is his actual first full-on preseason, mm-hmm. full-on like season playoffs. You, the whole shebang without no interruptions, no suspensions, no Roger Goodell interfering. Blah 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 blah. And we saw what Randy can do when he's fully focused. Give the guy a chance, and we've stopped buying for all this time anyway. There is that investment we've put into Randy, and I don't see why not we would not want to bring him back anyway. So that's my point. Like, like across for us to getting Randy back, I would definitely take him back in a heartbeat. Okay, here's one uh, which I'm going to check to to Graham because he likes safety talk. Who uh, would you prioritize over these, Dalton Schultz or Jaron Curse? Oh, you can only have one or the other. Can I? Can I ask a qualifying no, question it, first? It can depends. I, I may not answer it. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's um, on DC? Did I? Did, are you are you giving me Kazee? Is Kazee resigned? Is Kazee staying? Yeah, because he's staying. Hmm. Um. I'm gonna go tight end over that one. You're gonna pick Schultz, yeah. Interesting. I'd, I'd still pick Cares to be honest, because there could I be mean. That, like because the reason why I say that there could be one of those diamond in the rough tight ends in the draft again, or it could be a free agent. He's a good actually... one. Ooh, I don't mm, think so. That's, I, that's something that we haven't thought about. When like the last yeah. time we did the franchise, that was on Dak, and yeah. there's nobody really who. The, I mean, maybe if Randy, Randy Gregory's Gregory. playing hardball, if he's playing hardball, I don't think they could afford the franchise tag. To be perfectly honest, no. Yeah, like like Hooker doesn't like if you're like. Well, let's just say we had the money to do the franchise tag. I, I'm trying to think of all the players that could earn that, but I don't think they would. So, so like the players like so Hooker, Kers, Randy Gregory, all these mm-hmm. players, all these players coming off a of contract, Gallup. For example, all these type of players, I would, I wouldn't really say like you could really want to slam all that money in a franchise tag on. Oh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I that would be too, that would be too expensive. I like, know very but, much. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, your old line's got to come up through the draft. I know. Yeah. I, I can see. You know, it does. It is. You got no choice. I don't know I, what. 
I, I don't know what it is, but I, I don't know if what the Bengals salary cap is, but I can see Armstead going to the Bengals to give Joe, Joe Burrow more protection, if I'm being honest. Mm. Like as you know, you know, you know, it's one of those scenarios where you can actually see the fit, and like I can, you can just like if that's one player I can see going somewhere, it's that I can see mm-hmm. Amsterdam going. I can see Amsterdam going to the Bengals. Yeah. I think yeah. the Saints not got an awful lot of cap room. Hey, You're asking the wrong you. guy about cap. Uh, when it comes to cap, I, I don't really Lord. dabble in that. But well, Lord's the man. The Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals have got 42 million effective cap space this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where they could do it. Then. Paul, I take, yeah, Paul, I take that all back. Right now, the Saints are 73 million over. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Ooh. How? Yeah. How? But they listen, they, they, their season's over, and it is. It goes like that when it's all finished. But yeah. here's one though to ask you guys: Would you re-sign? Obviously, the price is right, but would you re-sign Leighton Van Der Esch after what he did over the last few games? Yeah, I would. If yeah. the price is right. Yeah. I the price I is would. right. And when you think of the linebacker position we've got. I wouldn't compete to keep him, though. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. compete to keep him, but we're, we're a wee bit thin at linebacker at the moment when you think about it. Now, He's been not bringing Neil having... back. Are you guys happy to not bring Neil back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 gonna. Neil's counting two million on our dead cap this year because he's got two voidable years at a million pound each, and those Mm -hmm. unless we re-sign them this year, um, they they automatically accelerate into our cap this year. Um, Other than that, I mean, Bernard, I think, is a free agent. Um, Van der Esch is a free agent. Who else do we have? Is at linebacker at the moment. We've got Parsons. Pars- Parsons, and then if you bring Leighton Van Der Esch back, Leighton Van Der Esch, yeah. and Luke Gifford, I think he's uh, staying in. Yeah, he's I a free so. agent as well. Oh, is he? There you go, then. Yeah. Yep. So, we need, we need to do something at linebacker, but <laughs> at the, four, at the moment. Four linebackers sitting free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Neil, I, I'm not bringing Neil back. He looked promising to begin with, and I think he just struggled to get things moving. And then Leighton Van Der Esch, um, in the back half of the season, certainly turned it on. He seemed, to find, that, his, he seemed to find his rhythm, didn't he? According to Over yeah. the Cap, um, Neil only played half the snaps. Mm. Um, yeah. there are, I know he, he dabbled with COVID a few times, didn't on, he? On this issue. list, there are five players that played over... Over fifty percent. That was Van Der Esch, Williams, Kers, Schultz, and ah, that's the oh, and Kazee. Mm. Yeah. So. Would you bring Malik Hooker back? Yeah, nah. I would. I would. I, I think again, I will because he's that centre fielder that that can come in handy. Like, I feel it depends for how much. I think he like well yeah, yeah I mean I think for like depends how much but I think he was he, he was actually starting to kind of build up his momentum the more games he was getting in I felt a little bit he was starting to get into a rhythm again yeah and also we've got uh, don't forget we've got Jabril Cox coming back as well Jabril Cox yeah. yeah that's that's good news because uh, there was another guy who was starting to get a strike going mm-hmm. yeah 
Like I'm, and I'm, I think I'm, we missed him quite a bit. Like at the time, like at the time when he got injured, I was like, "Oh no!" And then as the season went on, I was like, "Oh, this is getting even worse. We need him back." <laughs> no, Mark, you've not missed it. We're we're still here, so get your swallow yeah, through. Yeah, get it Let it out, man. Let it out. Group therapy. Um, can, can I move? Can I move the rant in a slightly different position? Um, of course you can. It's a when rant. Is, you rant anyway. When is Jerry going to buy some blinds? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great uh, like, like, how many years have we seen where it's depending on who the uh, where the offense is facing? It's, it, it's killing. It's, it's a kill. two billion with a b two billion dollar stadium. Get some blinds up, Jerry. Or just give the stadium a nice pair of sunglasses. I mean, see, for anybody watching the Sky coverage, it was a little bit embarrassing. It was. um, Because they even built the stadium east to west. I know, which is the bit I never get. Actually, I do get the reason why, but, yeah, you'd think that they would do it north-south. I I mean, I I, I get it. Fair enough. If you want to make insides brighter or if there's something to do with the building code that it has to be a certain light, but see when you've got Cowboys players... At home, who can't see the ball, that's an issue. That's an issue for me. Apparently, they've got blinds. Apparently, they've got they blinds. Do, they do mm. the whole thing because this happened a few years back when Garrett was coach, and you know, it With obviously the led to the yeah, it, it led to the old yeah, the sun's been coming up for five billion years and it will come up for another five billion years, you know. So, they do have the blinds, but they obviously. T- to close the blinds, that then limits the number of people that come come in and out um, all at once or whatever. And you obviously you saw John Machota's tweet where everybody piling in at uh, the, the start of the game. Um, so you've you got to... You know, you weigh just, that up. You know, say yeah. somebody doesn't make a reception that possibly keeps us in the playoffs, but hey, we've got 100,000 people in the stadium. You know, yeah. you need, you, there needs to be a line somewhere. And just to go to Andy's point, yeah, to hit that video board, you have got to belt that ball. Yep. The yeah. fact that he anger yeah. hit the the board is more impressive than the fact that you think the TV that's Again. hanging from that stadium that was, is so absolutely. low. Don't, don't forget, <laughs> it's a hell of a punch to hit that. Don't forget, don't forget. Years ago, the video board it did. Ra- it did get raised up. It, it got uh, raised, yeah. Yep. Right? And that yeah. and that says it all. But yeah. here's my thing about the, the whole windows and the, the stadium. Why couldn't they just get actual, like, rather than blinds, is get the, the, the window coverings, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like outside. Like blackout know, thing. Yeah, like what, mirrors, what, yeah. Outside yeah, yeah. blackout, the, mm-hmm. outside, outside you still have the, the shiny window. Effect. So it's like a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> like, like, yeah. or... or what would you call it? What's that fucking type of glass that you can see one yeah, side? T- like tinted one-way mirror stuff. Aye, and nothing can come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so, yeah. So, t- yeah. So, tint the windows. As there well. you go. Exactly yeah. what we said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that. That would. And plus, it would actually look a lot cooler. If I'm being perfectly mm, honest. Yeah. When you're driving down that highway, but like, you know, when you say. It happens once. You go, okay, yeah. Right. But, but then it, be, it has to be during that particular moment when we're trying when it's a playoff game. But the problem is, it's winter sun. It always seems yeah, to be so it's, it's low. It's always yeah. in the winter. It always has yeah. the problem because it's nice and low and it hangs there. See, doesn't it? 
I've also heard but, that uh, see, if, if you hit the scoreboard, it's not a great punt because it, it's going so far up in the air that it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. Going down you've still, no. oh, what you you, about you've still got to really, really belt that ball to be able to. It'll, like it, there aren't many people on this planet that would be able to strike that. Well, you think about it, Graham. Let's see if you're punting it from your own half, like say the twenty yard. And range. you're trying to get distance on it. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're, yeah. not, you're not going to get it up as high. You're trying to get more distance on it, but the more yeah. further down the field, you need to get more height, so you get more time for your receivers to get in position. Yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. Close mm. down, close down the the guys. Trying to cough and kick it, basically. Mm. Yeah, so you're trying, yeah. you're trying to like really drag it up in the air as much as you can, mm. essentially. Yeah. You, you're, you're going for your hang time. Uh, oh, I've got to be, yes, I... Yes, been, we have. Yes, we have. I've been mm. to at and I don't know how many times now that's been. So Jacksonville, Eagles, mm. Chargers, Raiders. So four times. I've been up in four times. And here's a fact for you, Christopher. The Cowboys... Have never lost at home when the UK Cowboys flag has been there. Oh, don't you put that blame on me, Mike? No. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have the flag. Didn't have the flag. The 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 flag has yet to see a losing game at AT and T. At T, true, but mm-hmm. it, but has lost at an away on games. the road. Yeah, yes. yeah. But we don't care that that happened because. The flags home. Do you remember we told Heckman? Heckman was like, "Hang that thing from the ceiling, then." <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it's never seen a loss, hang it up. It's an omen. And we're like, mate, it's had an article written about it. We need to send send Lloyd the flag. Yeah, yeah, you can hang it up up there. Uh, but yes. Oh, so what we'll do <laughs> when we've seen Christopher's barbecue? It was. Yeah, that looked tremendous, my friend. Like, so, yeah. I, as you guys may know, we had our uh, tailgate party before the playoff game, and uh, Chris joined in the, the, the <laughs> call, and he really lived up to the expectations of how you barbecue and how you tailgate. Dallas and barbecue, that, Texas yeah. barbecue. And yeah. needless to say, all of our mouths were watering in pure sheer jealousy. <laughs> so we were. It's all right. I, I, so you know as well, Big Wheelers offered as well to barbecue for us. Said barbecue, cigar, and whiskey, and I was like, "All right then, yeah, I'll go with that." And just yeah. so you know, as well, um, Brandon has offered to take us out for moonshine when we go over next. Oh, that's right, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Game of pool and moonshine. So we got forget. quite a lot to get on with. Oh, sorry, we're gonna, we're gonna, we need to see a lot of people when we're over. A I lot know. Yeah. yeah, big game up in Ohio. Mm. That'd be a lot of fun. But we will start to wrap this up, guys. So first of all, we need to let everyone know there is, oh, yeah. of course, the UK Cowboys Super Bowl pie. This year it's going to be hosted in Scotland, in Glasgow. Uh, make sure, guys, you get your travel plans, your hotel book, and most importantly, make sure you get your COVID uh, whatever you want to call it, all in place so you're able to get in. Um, although, I don't know, things are on the up, so that may all change by the time we get there. No. Yeah, um, yeah. It's and we'll, 
It is. We'll pay the bills as well, guys. Um, obviously, the season is over, as you know. Um, but that doesn't mean to say we stop. We keep going, yeah? And also, so to Cowboys Experience. If you're going to go to a game next year, make sure you book it with Cowboys Experience. They have tailgate parties, uh, fan meets, hotels, game day tickets, and events that you won't want to miss. And make sure, of course, you use the booking code UK Cowboys. Because uh... what happens, guys? Oh, you get free stuff. There we go. Free stuff and chocolate pudding. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just what. Oh, sorry, sorry, Lloyd. Um, I think that's may have changed. I think they may have reduced the quarantine days. On I that. think it might be it's, gone it's completely, nearly. I think it's down to seven now. Seven, uh, still seven up here. Oh, yes. and just so you know, I we actually think Big Wheels misses can come to the UK Cowboys event. Yep. So yep. So yep. Mm-hmm. So as we say, make sure you if you vaccinated, you've got your no 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 uh, everybody like. But um, uh, yeah, if you're gonna go to the event, make sure you got evidence of your you know your your COVID passport for your vaccination. If not, proof of that you have done a uh, test. Uh, lateral, yeah, lateral flow test, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, and you need yep. to basically have that. There's like a code on it or whatever. But we will be there. Um, we'll try and put some bits and pieces together. But from now, we are doing the draft show. That starts next Thursday, same time, 9 p.m. Um, we're really going to get into it, get some special guests, get everybody in who wants to get involved. Um, it's the season of hope. Christmas is not the season of hope. Draft season is the season of hope. Yep. <laughs> but for myself, thank you as well for uh, everybody who joined us. It's been a, a good rant get it off our chest and we'll see you all again next week so i'm gonna let these guys sign off and we'll see you again catch you later guys yeah see catch you later time. sorry sorry about my internet issues tonight <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you all again <laughs>